Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, we're all bald. Hello, one and all. We're back. Welcome to the Wrestling Addict Show right here on the Being Leave Network streaming and uh, the podcasts on iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, BeingLeave.com. Search for the wrestling or search for BTP Sports, right? Search for BTP Sports. Yes. That's the way to go. And let's go ahead and introduce everyone. I'm Jimmy Anderson, along with the great sports and wrestling Morpheus Big Rich Walker. And to on on my screen to my left, the hitman Rafael <laughs> Guzman. How you doing, guys? Doing good, yeah, brother. Good All to right. be back. Oh, it's great to yeah. be back with you guys. Lots been going on currently in the world of wrestling, especially with WWE. And once again, Vince McMahon is in hot water. But this time, it might actually be serious. You never yeah. know, yeah. because of course we know Vince McMahon seems to think he's invincible, but we. Uh, know that that may not actually be the case. And this time it's yet another sex scandal. And what I've heard quoted is that he paid more money to keep this sexual scandal quiet than he did for the entire WCW assets. Whoa. Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) It was at least three or four million versus like a million or two or something like that. And I'm I'm thinking that might be true. You know, don't quote me on that. That might actually be a joke. I don't know. But I wouldn't doubt it because WCW sold for pennies on the dollar. So you're saying that Vince paid more for ass than for assets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, they both look good at the time. And they kind of know. Okay. (laughs) You know, sometimes, uh, you know, things look good and then you have buyer's remorse. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about, and I, I know, anyway. But um, I'm just <laughs> interested to, to, to know, I mean, I, of course, we'll never know truly how it came out. But I'm interested to know how this leaked, because apparently it wasn't the woman involved who leaked this. You know, she was, was just fine with taking her payday and going off into the sunset. It's just. One of the employees, wasn't it? Did we yeah, she that was out a paralegal. So she was a paralegal. It she wasn't an entertainer or a part of the, the, the talent or anything. She was just a, a paralegal working right. in the office. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then it was an NDA, and they all signed it and everything. Right. And, you know, the fact is, before when this happened with Vince, and it was Rita, Rita Chatterton, the old female referee they used to have, who went by mm-hmm. the name Rita Marie, mm-hmm. um, everything got, you know, swept under the rug as usual even though it got onto the news and Vince was able to operate business as usual. But now, not only do we live in the Me Too movement, but this company is publicly traded. Yes. Richard, is Vince going to go down for this? I think this is it for the old man. You um, think so? Yeah. First of all, as you mentioned, you know they are a publicly traded company, which means that the shares belong to the share owners. And as a company, they're going to do whatever in the best interest of the company. Not Vince. Vince is no longer the sole owner and proprietor of uh, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. 
So therefore, he doesn't have the ability to shield himself like he did before. You know, he was able to take his money and buy, you know, basically buy off, you know, any all parties involved, you know, and just basically told everybody to shut up and kept it moving. But now he's in a situation where the the, the stockholders are looking at the, the the brass of the WWE and say, hey, wait a minute, this is bad for our public image, i.e., this is bad for business, i.e., this is bad for my stock price. So they're gonna get his ass out of there. Number one. Number two, he's at the I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I got respect for Vince for all that he's done for the in the industry. You know, sure. there's no denying that he's taking the 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 wrestling industry to a new level. Now, I don't like per se the, the way he's gone about some things, but you have to respect what he's done. I I, I kind of equate him to being like the Jerry Jones of the wrestling world, where he took something that was this big and made it this big yeah and uh you got to give him respect for that but i think he's he's already at the end of his cycle anyway um we know at some point it was probably going to be triple h and stephanie um taking over so it's time to go ahead and pull the trigger now because if they don't then the stock value falls and then you know bad pr is, is never a good thing so i think this this is this is it for the old man how about it Raphael? I, I agree with Richard. Um, first of all, there are allegations at this point, as far as we know. Mm -hmm. But for it to become public, there's got to—I believe—there has to be some truth to it. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know the full story because we're, we're only hearing, you know, what we're hearing on the internet. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, if, if I don't know if there's going to be any criminal charges. Um, to my knowledge, there hasn't been. It's just uh, it, some sort it was of scandal. Maybe just he had he had yeah. sex out of wedlock. Just, I mean, you know, yeah, it was yeah, it was he had an affair. Some, you know, yeah, he had an affair or whatnot. They so, all admitted it. I mean, it's not like he hit. So, it, Richard, you're right because it is bad for public image, especially when there's other people involved and shareholders and people. There's he's not the only one investing money into WWE. Right. Other companies are. Right. And so if it affects public image, then yeah, it affects the other people that are involved as well so um I'm, I'm i mean i believe that he uh is already on the downward end of his career anyways he really yeah. there's really nothing more left for him to do i mean yeah uh, i mean yeah he's entertaining you've seen him almost fall off the ring the other day and then <laughs> oh my the, god the stunner. at wrestlemania oh my god that's um, oh. i mean you know but but hey vince doesn't have a problem embarrassing himself no right. Right. you know and it was entertaining for us. I got a good yeah. laugh out of it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, this may be the end of it for him, man. Yeah, and another another telltale sign is that he has stepped aside for now and Stephanie's back in the picture running things. And John Laurinaitis is on administrative leave. He does. So there's wow. there's another problem. He's out. And I want to say at least four or five law firms are investigating right mm. now. Mm -hmm. The company finances, because wow. there's also situations there of, of um, murmurs of inside trading. Now People that's selling their me, stocks. To me, that's more, that's a bigger problem than the yeah. scandal itself, because mm -hmm. that can get you into some legal trouble. That's a crime. Yeah. Playing around with with money and and playing around with you know insider trading. Hell, they took Martha Stewart down for that. Yes, so, but she came I mean, back. She came yeah. back, but but she's a lot younger than Vince. She was, I was about to say, yeah, she had a lot more time on the clock left than Vince. I mean, you, yeah. you don't want to get caught up in that kind of stuff. In that, no, no. So wow, you know that. I would, I would Vince, right I'd be more concerned yeah. about that. You know, apparently, you know, whatever is going on with him and Linda, they they, they know about it. It's not you know anything that's you know going to cost him his marriage because they're separated. They Believe hmm? it or not, they're separated. They, oh, I didn't. They've know been that. separated for years. Did y'all know that? Oh. I didn't, know. I didn't until I read it recently and that yeah. they had uh, actually. But it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. But it doesn't, That's what yeah. I'm saying. It doesn't surprise me. No. Yeah. And, and really, I don't care what happens in his private life. Right. But if he forced her to do this and to keep her mouth shut about it, that's where the problem lies, right? Well, I, I think Linda pulled. Oh, I'm talking like about, her. you know what I'm talking about, right? The, the sex scandal. Not necessarily Linda, but. The if paralegal. He paid this woman. Yeah, whoever he had sex with. I don't think he forced her. I think he said, look, we can't let this guy into the public. You know, what you and I had is over. Let's tell you what, let me cut you this check. In exchange for that, you signed <laughs> here and you shut up. Yeah. And she agreed to it and she signed to it. 
Yeah. So, like I said, I don't think it's her that even be in some sort of breach of agreement then. Right. If anything, if she leaked but right. I, I, I don't think it was her that leaked it out. I think it might be, you know, you know, there's been a lot of turnover internally with all the reductions in staff and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. So somebody in that organization who knew about this was pissed off and leaked it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I, I think. think it's somebody, somebody that they fired, you know, there's been a lot of terminations recently. Mm -hmm. Somebody um, that's bitter. Somebody's mm -hmm. bitter and they say, okay, I'm going to blow this thing up. But you could almost construe that if he's paying her off isn't that almost like prostitution which would be illegal it's legal i mean paying, well it, no i don't think prostitution is pros, pro, prostitution is, what prostitution is, is illegal I mean, if, if, not, yeah he paid prostitution her is illegal if if they did something and then uh yeah. they both agree to it and then he is you it know, not she prostitution? signed a non-disclosure non like at a later date saying, hey, we, I know we've been messing around for a while. Yeah. We're done here. I'm paying you off. I don't think that's, I don't think you could articulate prostitution at that point. It's not, it's not prostitution. You're not paying for a service or nothing like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's paying her for her salary, so not for the is sex. Is it a bribe? Like, they already had the sex. It was already yeah, if anything, it's a bribe. He paid but her for her silence. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the crime comes into it. I guess that's where I'm trying to. Uh, well, it's a crime in the out. court of public opinion. Because it is that. Let's be honest. You know, we live in the era of absolute utter bullshit. I'm just going to call it what it is. We have so many moral police on the Internet and social media right now. It's all yep. self-righteous people. <sighs> They swear that they never done anything wrong. And, oh, I would never support someone who's doing such things, such as having an affair in their marriage. Man, your pastor, <laughs> your teachers, some of them have affairs and you still. But, you know, my, my point is you have some people who, who are flaky when it comes to public figures, when it comes to them doing things that are out of the content of, you know. They're throw, so they're throwing stones at glass houses. Right, so they're throwing stones at him. Because of that, and like I said, it all it all ties back to those dollars that the marketing companies are saying, hey, if you guys start losing marketing support, we're going to start you know, backing away from these sponsorship deals and these advertising deals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing to remember is WWE is no longer a wrestling company. They are an no. entertainment company. Right. That's why they got yeah. all these different broadcast deals and they got their they, they got so many layers to it. Uh, they're no longer even a wrestling company. Wrestling is just one product that they produce. You got they got reality shows, they got yeah. all other type of stuff that, that's tied to the business, and they can't risk that because Vince decided to bang his paralegal. So Richard, you're basically saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, investors could potentially be like, you know what, I'm not gonna invest and back out of the deal. Well, correct. That's what I'm thinking. And then I'm, that would cause the, you know, ultimately yeah. if too many of them back out, that could cause the company to collapse. Shoot. Yeah. Or uh -huh. It could WCW it to where you know they don't have enough backing, and then you have a guy like Tony Khan swoop in and <laughs> buy up their yeah. shares. And next thing you know, he has a controlling wow. interest in WWE. So, That's yeah. something that you got to watch for. Hostile takeovers. That's right. I was thinking about that too. Piss off of young people, and they and they sell their shares. So now they they have to be very careful with this. Isn't this why would Vince do something like this knowing all of this? He's got to know all that, he's got business acumen. Why would he do he, something so stupid? Because of his ego, right? This is man. This is the guy who struts to the ring like this. He basically, in storylines, he basically bragged about the affairs that he had through the storylines. Yeah. I know Some of the chicks that he was missing. So he pretty much told you that everything he did, right. he pretty much told you to your face. Right, <laughs> some of the story, the chicks that he was messing with, yeah. he uh, you know, by, in real life, he was messing with them. They're in you know, on their characters through the storyline. But back then, you didn't have the social media movements either. Well, he, he don't he don't give a damn. He think he's above that. You know what I'm saying? You this is a guy so? who sued the government at one. This is the guy that well, you know, see. Yes. He always brags about shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. He, he's one of those people who thinks he's omnipotent because of who he is. You know, well, I heard that whole thing with the government and the thing was because of all the hostile witnesses that they had. I don't know. But, you know, he won the case. I mean, so he did win the case. I mean, or do you think that they he's lost never the case? suffered a major defeat before? Yeah, you got to think about that. that For 83 weeks, ego. he did go with Vera Bischoff. We got to say that. And well, Nitro yeah. beating their butts. Yeah, but ultimately, Raiders. does anybody remember that? Because WCW's dead. Now. But and he, he won, won, he won the war. He he battle, but he won the war. Right, he, he lost some battles, but he won the war. 
And if you think about it, we could go in on and on about that too and how Jamie Keldner came in and the Time Warner merger and that's kind of what right, killed it. Right. I don't think it was Vince that killed it. It was, you know, Time Warner and AOL that kind of killed mm -hmm. it. Um, but uh, as you said, we're in a different generation now. And, yep. and and not only that, also think back to when, you know, when he was bragging about his affair, like you're, you're talking about the attitude era kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or late attitude era, aggression, ruthless aggression era. We're not in that anymore. We're in this more somewhat family friendly era. And this is happening. So that kind of almost like the steroid trial. Partially what he and right. Linda created when she ran that horrible ass campaign for the yes. Yeah, <laughs> but he got she got to the government eventually, didn't she? With the Trump's administration, Trump's, I mean, business. but it was just a, a token position. Yeah, she didn't have any real authority? She just had a, a title. Maybe and, it was maybe it was a the genesis of them becoming a public trade company or something. I don't know. Maybe that had something. No, I think that wasn't it. Around two thousand or so, they became or ninety nine, late ninety nine. What? Anybody, the publicly traded company. Of I think it was more like mid-2000s. Mid-2000s, really? yeah. It was a yeah. little bit okay. after the, the crest of the, the Attitude Era. Okay, I got you. I couldn't remember after the, the whole, I think it was. I think it was after like the whole Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit right. stuff. Gotcha. It was like around the uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, I think. Is that what it was? Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember I exactly so. what it was. May, you know, I may be getting confused with when Stephanie McMahon took over with a lot of the operations. I think that was around 99, issue right. 2000, wasn't it? And well, either see, way, the company has not been it. the same. I'm glad you mentioned it also because yeah. this this let's be perfectly honest. I love Stephanie and you know mm -hmm. saying what she brings to the business. Stephanie is there as the counterweight to the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because I, 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 you can't get at us because we got a woman CEO now. Mm -hmm. So that was a that was a, a chess move, I think. It's, it's, it's someone else behind the scenes. It's probably not Triple H, given his health situation. No. I don't know if y'all know how grave Triple H's health issues were, but he was real close. Yeah, to he was real sick. Yeah. He was yes. real, real close. So I don't think he's the one pulling this, the, the, the strings behind the scenes. He may have some creative involvement, but it's someone else behind the, stream, behind the, the screens calling the shots. But Stephanie's the figurehead because you got a woman in charge now, huh? Mm -hmm. It's all yeah. good now. So that I think that's that's she's the she's the uh the extinguisher, you know, to take some of that heat off this fire. So they they made that move immediately. Gotta know this. Okay, let me ask you guys both this. Let's suppose that Vince McMahon goes down for this. He can't run WWE anymore, hostile takeover, he's in jail, whatever the situation may be. Richard, mm -hmm. what's gonna happen to WWE? Anything good or anything bad? Oh, I think they're gonna, you know, continue chartering on about the same course. I think, you know, most of them knows Vince's vision, so they'll continue in that direction. They'll continue, you know, to channel and be more of a, a like I said, a media marketing type company. Um, the product itself, man, ooh we, um, it's it's up and down. Like it's just there's no. I I don't understand where they're going with everything right now. Like I said, maybe I'm just the old head that just can't adapt. I'm but, the same way. But a lot of the wrestlers are even saying, like, you know, saying they're more focused on the athleticism instead of the story. AJ Styles said that on yeah. Instagram. He's still in the contract with them. He said mm -hmm. that on Instagram. He's like this. And it's not just WWE. It's the wrestling business because AEW is oh, yeah. the same way. Yeah. But what about it, Raphael? Do you think WWE uh, has a chance? Without Vince? Yeah, I mean, they. I think they do. I mean, I'm sure that he'll have some sort of input. You know, maybe some sort of minor input if, if let's just assuming like going the route you're saying that he may not have nothing to do with the company i, I doubt it ever get to that point where he's not what if it. he's in jail though if he's in prison let's say if that well, actually well, happens god forbid well, i mean if he's in jail then he's got to be in jail for like i don't know you were saying earlier about money embezzlement or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be other, i mean other stuff yeah not for this affair yet i mean well, it's, for whatever it is yeah yeah for if he's in jail, then then yeah, then that, at that point it's probably going to be you know Triple H and Stephanie and mm -hmm. I'm assuming Shane McMahon and you know other people are going to. I don't think Shane wants to be honest. Yeah, I, mean, I'm I, not sure I don't either. think Shane's really. But that's a good him, point. You know, he's not. He's, he don't really care for it like that. I think you know he cares more for the wrestling part of it, doesn't he? Right. He, he's he's more interested on like being a talent than he is like actually running the operation. I think, you know, so, just from what I see and what we hear, you know. 
and which hey, as long as they keep yeah. Paul Heyman, that you know that Paul Heyman's a creative genius. <laughs> oh, now if they put Paul yeah. in charge, ooh, you know man. what I'm saying? Now ooh. they'd have to have somebody else in charge of the money, though, as we've already established. Yes, that's incredible. Here, yeah. But if if they could let Paul Heyman book it, then right. I think they could do a great job with it. And um, he can work yeah. on character development, man. Because yeah, he's good he at that. Well, he comes from the old school. Yes, yes. And he's been able to adapt, don't you guys think? Oh no, yeah, no question. Like hundred percent. I mean, look uh, what he did for Roman Reigns' career. I mean, Roman Reigns yeah. is on fire, bro. And right. y'all know yeah. how we felt about Roman yeah. in the past. Mm -hmm. But right. hey, I can't take any credit away from the man. The man is he's he's I think great heels good on the mic now. We posted this in the group when they first when they first made the change. It's like we this man literally saved Roman Reigns' career. He did. Because he was the only one out of that when they broke the shield up, he was the only one that didn't have his own identity. Right. Hey, the the bloodline, bro. Yep, Rollins went yeah. on, did his thing. Dean Ambrose went on, did his thing. And Rollins, uh, Roman Reigns is just like, mm -hmm. but putting him with Paul, and then especially the 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 Lesnar, the Ed, Edward Lesnar, <laughs> <laughs> you know that was coming, <laughs> yeah. versus Roman Reigns thing. You know, that, that was a good, that was a good, they, they, you know they, what, they did an excellent job. That could go down in history as one of the best rivalries, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah, there's still some more meat on that bone. If bro, they yeah, there's, back to it, they, can, they can go back to it again. They're going to have another match. I, I'm yeah. thinking maybe, I don't know, maybe SummerSlam or Survivor or Series or something like that. Well, SummerSlam's coming up this month, so it's kind of late for that. The next one is Money in the Bank, right? Uh, yes, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, that's coming up very soon. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are right about Paul Heyman. He saved a lot of careers, and he's mm -hmm. a mouthpiece for a lot of great wrestlers, and he has a great wrestling mind. As mm -hmm. evidenced by ECW, he had the vision. He just didn't have the money. Right. Now, Vince right. has the money, but sometimes he lacks vision and doesn't know what's going to happen. On, uh, I, I, saw, I was listening to uh, Bubba Ray Dudley's uh, podcast, mm -hmm. and he said something that was so profound. He said, ECW was the Napster of the wrestling business. Oh, yeah. They were the first ones to have that format, but the company didn't survive. Because no. you think about how we how we listen to music now and how we listen to podcasts. That's Napster. Yeah. Napster was the first company mm -hmm. to, to go from cassettes, city CDs. Like to MP3s? To, to, yeah, to actual electronic format for audio. Uh -huh. yeah. So I mean, they were the ones who really pushed the dial in that direction, mm -hmm. but the company didn't. Oh, yeah. Now I going did. back, you know what's funny? Going back to Vince, could you could we say the same thing about WWE Network paving the way for other networks to have their own streaming services? You know that you mm -hmm. pay for. I think WWE kind of had a thing there too. That I mean, yeah, other possibly. wrestling companies have started their own thing, and then, but you know how WWE started it. At their 999 level back in 2014. And then like, you know, I think uh who else has one? I think there's some other wrestling companies. But that became a big thing where like all of the shows were put on one, you know, it was a smart business service. move. It, it, was it was a smart business move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the way it went to Peacock, but you know, they you know, during the pandemic, I guess they needed the extra money. And um, so we lost that little uniqueness of the WWE network. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just real quick on Vince McMahon, you know, Richard, you were talking about everything he's done for the wrestling business. As far as WWE goes, love or hate him, I don't think there's ever been somebody that has worked as hard behind the scenes as Vince no tirelessly. So no that makes me wonder about the future of WWE. Is there going to be somebody behind the scenes that has that work ethic, good or bad? Not like Vince. There will never be another Vince. Right. There will never be another Vince. And that's where I wonder this if once in a lifetime, once in a generation yeah. type individual. Like he's a visionary. Mm -hmm. He saw what WWE could become back when it was WWF, as at the old WWF that his father left behind. So like, yeah, he had the vision to take it from basically uh, a territorial, regional promotion yeah. to worldwide, and it's an entertainment company, and it's it's a household brand up there yeah. with like. Freaking Coca Cola and McDonald's. Like, it really is. It's, yeah. Even with the old WWF logo, didn't it have a good, almost like yeah. a sports feel or a logo feel to it? You know, there wasn't right. any other yeah. logo that was like that. It had that shininess. It had that branding. It. I can't describe yeah. it. I don't know how to describe. But you know what but I'm saying. They showed that graphic, and um, like I was, I was blown the away. The laser beam and all that. 
they showed the uh the 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 uh, the, uh, the social media impressions for WrestleMania, the yeah. last WrestleMania and the last Super Bowl. There were five times as many WWE impressions as the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that is that's big. That is yeah. big time. It's its own brand. It really yeah. is not just wrestling. Is. And yeah. that's why I wonder what's going to happen, you know, good or bad. WWE will not be the same without Vince. Of course not. But I mean, no. he built the machine, but the machine will continue to run. somehow. it will. Yeah. But how will it run? That remains to be right. seen. Right. But I don't know if we, as far as changing topics, I don't know that AEW is going to come close. As at this point right now, we've seen the best that they have to offer because mm -hmm. all that they do is they continue to sign has beens and guys that used to be great or could have been great in WWE. Mm -hmm. They change their name, but they don't build anything on them. Or, That's the they, problem. or they got guys who are way past their, their productive prime, but they, they still got a little bit of a name thinking that's gonna move the dial. Yeah, that's not it, brother. And like I said, we we kind of talked about this in the group also. Uh, this CE, this did CM Punk thing really turned out to be a dud, in my opinion. It started hot though, didn't it? It started off nuclear hot. Mm -hmm. What what did they do with it? Exactly. Nothing. What, about, what do you think, Raphael? Uh, AEW in general. I mean, um, we we're off to a big start. But sure. It's, the ratings are still great, but it's it's not. You know what I mean? There's I, just a spark missing. I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I like AEW, but yeah. the thing I don't like is you don't need to do high spots on every match. You don't need yeah, to exactly. do high risk yeah. maneuvers on every match because what it does is it takes away from it being a special move, you know, because if you're doing flips and doing all these dives out the ring, look how many, look how many other guys are getting injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's well, Daniels was a big one. Yeah. And they were you're, really you're, using him. Exactly. You know, so that is going to cause a lot of injury to do that and you don't need that even even big rage talked about that a while back a lot of the mm -hmm. most successful guys that you see in the history in the history of this business you know hogan and those guys they right. didn't do all these high spot moves to get no. over and they were no. over mm -hmm. you know do am i saying i don't know I, I do like you know I, I like athleticism and all that but you don't have to do that on every single match right there needs um, to be a good pacing of it Yes, and as far as storyline, there's really not, there's really no storyline that I've captured that has really caught my attention. You know, mm -hmm. the only the, the storyline I like personally right now is the Ezekiel Elias storyline mm -hmm. because it's even though it's goofy or whatever, it's something different. Mm -hmm. You know, be, you know, as on WWE, but in AEW, I mean, there's really no storyline right now that sticks out to me. Well, how do you feel about well, the House other of Black than, thing? Is that do you interest? Does that interest you? Not, yeah, I mean, not really? I'm, I'm, I mean, it's kind of been done, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Richard's falling asleep over here. It's kind of one I mean, of those that's been done things, do you think? I mean, I, I was enjoying the Dark Order and, you know, God rest his soul, Brody Lee. I mean, he, I think, yeah. I think that would have, if, if he's still been around, dude, that yeah. would have been, that would have blew up. I mean, because yep. he did a great job with that, with that character and bringing that faction to life. I mean, it really would have. It really was going somewhere, and then now, what, what are they doing with the Dark Order now? Nothing really, you know. You know, I wonder: are they doing a lot of these things just to spite WWE? That's it's possible. I mean, I mean, they're trying to compete somehow, some way. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, I, I like when they had the inner circle. Then they broke them up, and you know, like you're saying that they're doing all this other stuff. And, mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. But I think there's this yeah. there's some truth, even though I think in the back of my mind, I think long term it's gonna come out that it was a work and they're gonna give the guy the money. But I think there was some truth to when um uh MJF, MJF. called Tony Connor Mark. <laughs> now that just, was a good pipe yes. bomb. Yes, it was. Yeah, but now, that was entertaining, wasn't it? There's some truth to it because he acts like a mark when you run out and sign guys like, oh my god. WWE just cut this guy. Let me go sign him. Oh my God, yeah. they cut this guy. Let me go sign him. I, I get sick of him not, coming out there making big surprise announcements. Right. Oh. Right. Like they had a big old build yeah. up, and it was it turned out to be Christian Cage. Like, <laughs> I know. I Sorry, no, now I respect Christian Cage. Oh but yeah, that's not, yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's not an epic level announcement. Right? 
Christian don't move the dial for you, man. If you signed, I don't know, Randy Orton or you know someone like that, okay, that's a dial mover. Yeah. You know, John Cena. Y'all know I'm not crazy about him. I know. Yo, you got his massive following that would go with him. It all depends on the good story and how they use it, right? Right. Right. But look, I mean, you look at the guys that they brought over. Mark Henry, Big Show, Christian, uh, Daniel Bryan. uh, Miro. Miro. And now uh, Cesaro or Claudio. Yeah, whatever, whatever his latest name is, you know. Uh, it's like they just wait, they're, they're, they're just what? sitting around waiting. John for Moxley was the first one. Yes, yes, John yeah. Moxley. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting for day sixty-one when their non-compete expires, and he just rush and sign them. And but you're not thinking, okay, how can I reinvent this guy? How but can Keith I? Lee is another. And great, how does he fit into what we're trying to do long term? Because there's like no long term plan. Yeah. AEW, um, yeah. their product, you watch it for the the hot spots. When CM Punk first came back and there was the huge pop, I would try to find out when he gonna be on. I watch his segment, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing else. There's, there's no. There's nothing sticky about it. There's nothing to keep you, you know, engaged. So it's just a whole bunch of corny, mm-hmm. um, like you said, bunch a bunch of corny hot spots with no continuity to the or flow to it. There's no storyline behind any of it. A bunch of guys in the ring working with not telling any type of story. Oh. Wait a minute! Here comes CM Punk. Here comes MJF. Okay, yeah. now back to the coin stuff. Like that's that's not good. That's not out of all of them. Out of all out of all of their talent, I would definitely say MJF is the best one on the mic. Yes, I mean right. hands down. I mean the that mic guy work was, and the ring work. Oh man! Like, yeah, right. I would I would love to see. This is just maybe kind of a dream match, but like an MJF versus like the Miz. You know, like something like yeah. that. Like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Oh, because I mean, we saw him. We saw the be- probably the best we're going to get from there. Is Man, this shit talking between those two. Yeah, yeah, Man. because the uh, MJF and Jericho. I mean, Jericho's a genius on the mic too. Yeah. So yeah, when you had MJF, Jericho, and Jericho just can't work like he used to. Man, like no, know. but I, I still kinda, talk. He still got you, the machismo. He still got the moxie, but he ain't. It's he too ain't. much for him to do all on his own to carry the yes. company. He can't. He can't carry guys anymore. You know what I'm saying? Jericho's love, yeah. I love he that made, he, he made Fandango look decent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you can't do that no more. You know. I just want to throw in about Jericho. I love the way he and MJF can work the crowd as he. Oh man, with the awesome. whole like with Jericho and the whole sports entertainment thing that he always throws out there because yeah. the AEW fans hate right. hearing sports entertainment and the universe and all that stuff. That oh they, yeah, he worked them into a frenzy with that. Show. Yeah, and then MJF. How could you not give the guy the money he's asking for? When you're giving all that money to these WWE guys who just crazy to me, he shouldn't even have come to that, right? Uh, And like I said, there were there was some there were some hot spots in that pipe bomb promo that it was just so much truth behind it because Mm -hmm. the numbers don't lie. That dude is on. People tune in. I downloaded it (laughs) for YouTube. I had to save it because you know they're going to want to take that down and. If, I mean, are we at a point where this whole thing was a shoot? Or I mean, it couldn't have been completely a shoot because if it was, then Tony Khan's an idiot for letting him go out there with an open mic and saying whatever he wants. You would think there was definitely some work involved, right? Uh, you know, he might have he might have put a little bit more hot sauce on uh-huh. it than for their liking. Yeah, but I think I I think it was planned. They got a great reaction though. Yeah, great reaction. But if it was a right. And in this case, since it was a work, why is he not back? Why aren't they signing him back? Why are well, they trying? That's, that's, no, that's actually, if it's a work, then yeah. you want to sit him out to build up the anticipation. Like, what, wait a minute, what's going on? Why, you know, the longer he sits, you don't want to sit too long, but the longer he that's sits, what I'm, yeah. the more realistic it looks like, not like they actually got beef. You know True. what I'm saying? So what, yeah. what concerns me is they took him out of He's the intro and they banned him from being mentioned on Warner Sports and things like that. They're gonna bring him back when we least expect it. I hope so. Well, didn't hope they, remove, didn't they remove his merch and stuff like that? Yes, yeah. that's what worries me too. And the only reason it worries me is if it were Vince, it wouldn't worry me that much because Vince, you know, doesn't. I know he sometimes well, I mean, grudges, you know, but no, he'll no, bring people he back. Stone Cold stuff when he, yeah, when he, if he, you know, he took his ball and went home. So I mean, you know, but then he. But came I, like back. I think that's that's part of it because they know they're gonna sell that shit like hotcakes when he come back. 
what yeah. they what, can sell that shit. They ain't worried about gonna it. Be a, he, he's gonna be a hot commodity, right? Yes. If when I, he does, the other thing to think about is maybe they are thinking, well, shit, what are we gonna do with him when he come back? Because mm-hmm. who are you gonna who are, who's gonna work? Well, what, with? Hey, what if WWE offers him uh, more money? They probably well, he got have, four years left. Yeah, he got four years left. He, he can't. I mean, he can't sit on the shelf for four years. Now, what what I'm worried about is if Tony Khan has a long term plan for anything. You know, it's, I mean, I honestly, no thinking think ahead. That's what, what that's what that's what that's what bothers me. Said, there was some truth to what MJF mm-hmm. said. He's a fucking mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this guy. <laughs> he did yeah. Oh, this guy's available. I, yeah. I know for a fact he tried to sign Rick Flair. I know he did. Yeah. I never said, oh, but I bet you he did. He probably probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and would it and I, I know this is a little nitpick. Would it kill him to get a fucking haircut? Excuse my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know that crazy. I don't know. It just uh, if you're gonna look like a business owner, you know, look a little more. Yeah, he don't care. He got so much money. He don't even care. That's yeah. True. He don't care. No, nah, no, nah, you're right. Um, I know that's just a little nitpick, and and I guess that's one of my things about AEW. And you know, Raphael, you were mentioning the high spots. A lot of times, those are turning into botches. Have you seen all those videos on YouTube? Yes. Compilation yeah. after another of botches. Yes. Kickouts, they're botching kickouts. Well, a lot of these indie, a lot of these indie wrestlers. I mean, I know that they want to make a name for themselves, but mm-hmm. it's too dangerous to be like. Uh, it takes time. Yeah. I think. I guess it takes years to get to that point where you could do it. Like you know, the young bucks, they could do it like nothing because yes, they've been doing right. it for so long. You know, they make it. Look so let easy. the young bucks do it and let the other people stay out of it if they can. Yes. Yeah, they make it look easy. You know, even the yes. Hardys back in the day, you know, they were doing all these mm-hmm. high flying stuff. They made it look easy, but. Not everyone could do Richard, I think you sent me a video a while back where the guy landed on his head, like trying to do yeah. a flip or something. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah trying to do a moonsault land right oh, his head. Like a javelin, right? Right. Mm. And like, and everybody was like, he kicked out. Do you remember that? He kicked out of the, he kicked yeah. out after he hit his head. Yeah. Any guys, y'all making 40, 50, $100 to do it, to do it, to do it. Don't do that, man. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Shit. Not for, do not in front of 20 people. Affleck don't cover Jack Ashley, bro. Like, come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. I mean, if you can't tell a story without doing some outlandish uh, shit like that, you don't need to be in the business, man. That's the problem I have with like uh, what is right. CZW and, and other companies like that. They don't tell stories, they just hurt right. each other. And that's and, why you got guys. I'll give you an example. Like Jerry Lawler has got to be knocking on 70, and he can mm-hmm. still work, and right. he can still get over, and he can still deliver. Because he tells a story in the ring. He don't have to do all that bullshit. What was his finishing move? Power driver. The power yeah. driver. Yeah. Sit on his ass but and he, power driver. But it still it works. Looked, yeah. Or he do it the flying off, off, the, off the top. Was it the elbow he did? Off the, off, that's it. Yeah. Top rope, yeah. But he told you a story inside the ring. And he and whoever he's working with, you know what I'm saying, together collectively, spot by spot, they're telling the story. They're telling the story. Okay, you take the heat. All right, I got it back. Okay, yeah. we both down. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you see the stroke. They don't do that. They don't structure matches like that anymore. I, I, I'm almost thinking I, behind the scenes, maybe the two guys aren't even getting together before the match to, to walk through it. It's I like they're just going out there and just come, doing hot spots and say, okay, ready to go home. Let's go. One, two, three. Let's go home. That's like, right. it's got to be flow of continuity. Yeah. You yeah. ever listen? I'm telling y'all, listen to Bubba Ray Dudley's podcast. He talks about all this kind of shit. Right. He talked about how. Before WrestleMania 17, the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and uh, Christian, Christian mm-hmm. they were inside the Astrodome three days before WrestleMania. Walking Going over match. it. They were doing eight hours a day for three days to prep for that match. And mm-hmm. that spot that they had where Edge did the spear off the ladder. Oh, classic. They, they sat there and figured out how to time it how to execute it because they say, okay, if if he's swinging, how do I time it to where I catch him? Right. And then that's what he had the idea of. Um, it was actually Rhino was the one who had the idea. He's like, why don't you just hook your foot on the ladder? So he hooked his foot on the ladder. If you notice on that video, uh, Bubba Ray is holding the ladder while Hardy's got his foot hooked. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, when you're ready to take the spear, let your feet go and you'll swing forward, catch him with the momentum, bring him down. Mm-hmm. And it's going to really sell the hell out of that spear. And it's, it looked awesome. And like, that, that's yeah. the kind of work that these guys put in. 
behind yeah. the scenes. That Not only exactly. was one of the greatest matches that WrestleMania ever, man. They put you can tell that they put work into into that into that match, man. Not only absolutely. did they think about the physicality of it, but the logistics, the story, of it, the science, the story. but they also thought of the science of it, where the this guy's going to be, right. and where yeah. you know he, where I can hit, and the psychology of it, when to right, do right. it. When not, you know, what to do, what not to right. do, when to do it. Listen to the crowd. You've got they to feed knew, off the crowd. And they knew that was going to be a holy shit moment. Mm -hmm. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely sure was. was. But we don't have and a I lot saw of it there. live. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we both did. You were there. Yeah, yeah, I know you were there too. Huh? By yeah. the way, uh, uh, cheap plug. Um, coming <laughs> soon, I was able to get my hands on a select collection of WrestleMania 17 t-shirts. Oh, we're gonna be yes, we're gonna be releasing them on our uh t-shirt store, throwbacks the letter R us.com. Throwbacks R us.com. I can't tell you by source, but I was able to get my hands on them. Um, uh, we'll post in the group and we'll post on all our social media when they're available. They're gonna go quick, but I was able to get yeah. my hands on some. I can't fit doing a course. They only ain't show love for the big fella. Hey, you're, hey, you're, you're doing good, bro. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're in the NFL yeah. alumni wellness yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, no Tell us a little bit about. I'm, I'm on the. Uh, I'm with the NFL alumni, and uh, we have a a wellness program. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but we have a wellness program. Uh, I I lost right now 54 pounds on the program yeah. and trending. Um, goal is 100. So we we we're, we're a little bit more than halfway. We're gonna keep pressing. Uh, the goal is uh, 100 pounds by Super Bowl 57. Oh, so you want more information on it, go to uh, press.nflalumni.org. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and you feel better, like, health-wise. Yes. Yes. Big time. And I know, Raphael, you've done some maintenance on your body. You're a lot more muscular and toned now than, you know, you've worked out, right, over the years? I try to stay healthy, brother. I'm yeah. 40 years young, so I, I got to take care of myself, man. Yeah, I've started, <laughs> you know, I've started on my own uh, uh, with, uh, if I could just give a little plug here to the Houston Apollos uh, wheelchair uh, lacrosse team, the coach, Dr. Louis Nicolosi, he and I got to talking, and uh, I've started my own little project, Project 201. I've mm -hmm. already lost 13 pounds so far on the project. Uh, thank you. Um, the goal, no matter how long it takes, is to get down to my lowest adult weight, less one pound. My lowest Oops. adult weight was 202. 201 is my lowest. I've lost 13 so far. I've been losing about a pound a week. I've been walking every single day, yeah. uh, over two miles a day on our treadmill. And I'm drinking less sodas. I'm eating smaller portions. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's really exercise and Better dietary habits are the way to go. So anyway, yeah. uh, just going to throw that out there. And uh, it's great uh, to uh, – I feel a lot better too, I think, Raphael. You mentioned that, you know, um, wellness, not just the weight loss, right, but wellness. wellness. Is, yeah. Is, Absolutely, is bro. You can't do anything without health. That's just right. – you got to take care exactly. of yourself. Brother. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of the AEW guys aren't doing with their high spots. Uh, I don't know that same way. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But did you see like and, and I'm I don't I'm sorry to dump on AEW, but did you see where there were a couple times where the guys would be down and the referee would count one two and there's supposed to be a kick out and there wasn't one and the ref would have to say no it was only two. Mm -hmm. Wow, that and is that was, crazy. And Jim Ross is like, well, I don't know what happened there. Uh, you know, I guess it was two, and a, even he can't really cover it. Um, a, <laughs> it was two and made, a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even he's made mistakes. In recent uh, years, they have to try to sell what's going on in the ring somehow. I mean, yeah, you know, but I've seen botches. I've yeah. seen botches where the commentator would be like, "Oh, he's trying to counter that move." No, he wasn't. He just couldn't get him up. Yeah, well, you know. I, now yeah. I understand that, but uh, you know, I've I've even done that when I've called Lucha, <laughs> but he didn't get enough leverage, or here he tries it for the third time. Maybe the third time is the charm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no. But did you hear when Jim Ross called it WWE Dynamite? Y'all remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I heard that. I was like, that was kind of. I know. And he, I think he said, did he call him Cesaro too at the Blood and Guts event? I or think so. one of the things? Just by yeah. accident? I think he I said think so. I mean, Jim's, Jim to me is the, he's the, he's the, uh, the goat play-by-play -play guy. Yeah. But I mean, again, he's a guy that's up there in years, you know? That's what I, that's my point is that I think it's time for him 
to maybe set us, yeah, step aside. I mean, Tony Schiavone's still, you know, he's a little oh, bit Shivani's, younger. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. good, yeah. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, the gym's got to be what? The gym's got to be what, in the 70s? At least to? 70. At least 70. Yeah. At least. There, I mean, he was, he was in Mid-South. I want to say he was probably in his 30s back then. Yes. Or early right. 30s, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think he just, what, didn't what he just turn to, 70? Hmm? Possibly, I don't know. Whatever yeah. happened to Professor Mike Tanay? I, I don't. I like him. I thought uh, he was good. Man. Yeah, I don't know what well, happened to him. He's he not with Impact right now, right? I know. No. I think uh, D'Lo Brown and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Matt Stryker. I think they were doing commentating over there, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's time for it's time for yeah. a new guard. And like we all we also kind of talked about this. Yeah, I, I wish y'all could y'all could be a fly on the wall and see our conversation in inboxes and stuff like that, but. That's another thing that's changed about the business. Like, you don't have commentators that are part of the package anymore. No. You remember back in the day, you used to watch Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Vince, Jesse the Body Ventura. You're saying these guys, they weren't in the ring, but you you they you felt just as much connected to them. Hey, Roddy Piper, bro. Characters. Roddy Piper was was awesome. Oh man, awesome yeah. amazing commentator. Roddy Piper. Yeah. You know, Macho Man. Paul Heyman. Yeah. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was a great commentator. Yeah. yeah. yeah but they helped, they made you feel the action. Now you have guys that are reading like a script. It's almost like you're watching the NBA game. Oh, that was uh uh, a triple moon saw, whatever fucking yeah. moon is. The, 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 is. the um, problem, the problem in WWE, I think, is the micromanagement when Vince is on right. their head, in their headset, in their ears, telling them like lines to say and things like right. that, and they have to put this over, they have to put that over. It's not as they organic have a, as a list to. of banned words. Yes. That, that, yeah. Yeah, that adds to it. It's right. not organic anymore. It used right. to be organic. Like when Jesse Ventura would say something outlandish, yeah. it would go, you know, we yeah. just go through. Right. Yeah, he was awesome, dude. He was a great yeah. commentator. Man. And, and you, don't have, you don't have that heel and baby dynamic between the commentators anymore either. You need you know, that. Jesse was like always a heel commentator or, uh-huh. you know, something like that. He'd always, you know, talk in favor of the heel and kind of build that up too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have that anymore. You know, and it I was think, Vince's idea to put a bad guy on the mic, you know. Right. And that's what Jesse said. And Jesse said Vince's best advice to him was, if you believe it, it's true. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind, is what he told mm-hmm. me. Now, what hey, we Minji, did uh, Minji Nokerlin do some commentary? Yes. Yes, he did. He did some, I, thought, I think he was good, too, man. He was. Yeah. yeah. Me, and, me, Gene was an excellent setup, man, because like he was yeah. set it oh, up man, for man. the other guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? And then the other yeah. guys go, you know, man, yeah. him and Macho Man working together doing uh-huh. those promo spots. Oh, it was pure magic, man. Yes, because like <laughs> one of the things that's this underappreciated, a Macho Man was just like a whole. The man spoke his own language. Like yes, yeah. he had his he had his own genre. Like come on, Jimmy, the cream of house. But, the cream right, yeah, the cream but he would just G would just lob it up there for him, and then he would just take it and run on and just rant forever. And it was just like he did the same thing with the Ultimate Warrior too. Yeah. So I exactly. mean, yeah, Eugene was excellent at that. But you know, as the Macho Man says, the cream rises to the top. <laughs> that was one yeah. promo, but it worked, you know. Yeah. And and um and that's what Vince wanted him to do for the rest of his career was just commentate, and that's one of the reasons Savage left the WWF because he felt he still had more yeah, to offer. Yeah, he did he did have more to offer but... at that oh, time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh and let me what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, about uh, Gene Okerlin. He did do some commentary. I thought he was a better interviewer though. He was oh, a good yeah, commentator, yeah. but better, much better backstage interview. Yeah. And that's another he thing. Was solid, he was a solid play-by-play guy, too. You know? Yeah, he was solid. He was, yeah. yeah. But that was back when it was more sport-like. Right, um, right. He wouldn't have fit into today's kind of commentary, I don't think. Kind of like Gordon Sully. He was another right. very sporting, and but one of the best. Don't get me right. wrong. You know, no knock against him, but but Gene Okerlund, as far as interviewing goes, we need more like that. We need more good backstage interviewers who don't have to follow a script. Vince, are you hearing me? Um, hey, you know this guy right here. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> organizations, if you're watching, this guy right here. 
Okay, uh -huh. that's that's who you. That's who you got to do. That I would love guy to. Right there. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, man. I, I think Jimmy would do great. Like you I think right Jimmy calling. I think Jimmy would call a good like hell in a cell type match. Yeah, or just yeah. a title oh, match or whatever, dude. I, I don't know if y'all saw my Lucha stuff. Um, one time I called it with sort of a head cold, but I still did it. Yeah. Um, I did it on the spot. And uh, one time I actually interviewed a wrestler on the spot uh, who, unfortunately, he was, uh, God rest his soul, he died in a, a motorcycle accident, Grindy Stelarvi, oh, here in Houston. And he was one of the baby faces and his uh, tag team partner that night. Um, they won the match. And I, you know, Chuck went backstage. He was with the cameras and stuff um, with his videography. And he said, anybody want to do an interview? He said, yes, I can. You know, I speak English. Uh, there were a lot of them who didn't, which is okay. I understand. And uh, I just fed him some questions and we just did it live one take and that was it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. Right. You do it in one take and you feed them the questions and the lines and yeah. They don't I do that. I haven't watched lately, but the closest that we've gotten towards going back that direction before the Jim Cornette foolishness was yeah. when NWA, you know, kind of rebirthed itself. Yes. They had kind of the old school feel to it. But they still do. They did. Yeah, yeah, they still I do, haven't yeah. watched them much since since yeah. Jim Cornette left, you know, not on his own terms, but you know. One of, their, <laughs> <laughs> one of their problems though is they're not on YouTube anymore. You have to buy the fight pass for oh, the yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason they're not on YouTube is anymore is because the fans would get vulgar and YouTube would get upset because of the language and they wouldn't monetize and the NWA needed the advertising dollars. And I understand that they're a company that needs to make money too. And YouTube stepped over their lines as far as I'm concerned. So then they had to go to a paying thing. And that's, that's wrong to me. That deprives yeah. fans of a, of a they don't have a star power for this. So mm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Rich is like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll see it <you> later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. I, I don't like that. That the, that you have to pay that extra bit. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's fair uh, to me. I would rather the ads. I, you know, I don't mind that. I mean, it's like commercial television, right? Yep. And yep. to me, it would would support a good product, and it's still great wrestling. And I like the fact that they still do it in the studio. I don't know if they're still doing it in the same studio that they did back in the eighties. Uh, it's similar. I don't know if it's the exact same studio. Right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It does have that old school feel, though. Yeah. yeah they used to run I mean, WTBS. Crying out loud for a little while, they had the Rock and Roll Express as their tag champion. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, know, they can still work. They can still work. Yeah. They're not as high flying, but they can no, still. They know. Course, they know their but, limits. You know what I. You know. But, but it, the way that they flowed made sense. Like they didn't look yes. bad. You know. Because they know how to tell tell a story. Right. There you go. That's all. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And even Tito Santana, I think, wrestled several years back a few yep. times. Yep. But he didn't have to do a lot of high-flying stuff. He knew what he was doing. He knows how to tell yeah. stories. He knew right. his limits. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he became right. a Spanish teacher for high school. Wow. I don't know if y'all knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they did a story on him on CBS Sunday morning, and, and one of the students said, you know, it's kind of cool that your teacher has his own action figure. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. But, I bet uh, he didn't have a problem keeping that class quiet. Not really. No, he seemed like a nice teacher. You know, one of the ones that you, you would actually to listen to. burrito to keep running your mouth. <laughs> That's what Jesse Ventura <laughs> used to say. And see, his, his shtick would never work now. Jesse Ventura used to call him like the frying, flying burrito mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the jalapeno and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Try that now and see you, what you happens. Cancel very quickly. Yeah, I mean, and I know Jim Cornette told that joke. It was pretty stupid, actually, about um, Trevor Murdoch and that the fried uh, chicken thing. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> oh gosh, you know, should, he should have known better than the. I think he just yeah. didn't give a shit. <laughs> that's true too. No, Cornette, yeah. he just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that's he has that's no filters. No. 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 And neither did yeah. Jesse when he was doing commentary, but back then no. it worked. No. And uh, and it's like you said, they had at that time the WWF was building larger than life wrestlers, so they naturally needed to have larger than life commentators. Right. right. And the reason we even had Bobby Heenan was for two as a commentator was actually uh, twofold. One, the first time they did it, Jesse Ventura wrestled that night in a tag team match on Saturday night's main event. So he brought Bobby Heenan up there as a replacement. The only guy fitting to replace me on commentary, Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, or whatever he said, something along those lines. And then the reason he took over on primetime wrestling is because Jesse quit to do Predator. Oh. Wow. 
Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And that was it. And then he started doing the Saturday night's main events also. And they saw that Bobby was good at what he did and worked well right. with Gorilla Monsoon, probably the best commentary team in history. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's, it, WWF. Yeah, Jesse was, was trending towards becoming a huge action movie star. It just mm -hmm. never quite panned out yeah. the way yeah, no, it was. Don't Vince get me wrong. Predator yeah. is one of the GOAT action movies, and he was super badass in that movie, but it never quite, his career yeah. as an action hero never quite panned out. But I remember that now, that's why he stepped away from commentary. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. that all because sense. Vince wasn't going to let him do the movie right? at first because he yeah. needed him to do, and he's like, you know what? When do I get another chance at this? I'm done. I can always come back to wrestling, but right. I'm done with Vince for now. And then Vince had to work with his agent to bring him back to make a deal. Right, Be because NBC started complaining. Where's Jesse Ventura? That's why right. one of the reasons we bought the show. Yep. And you know, and then by the '90s, you know, you also had to have more. I don't want to say profane, but the language became more adult. If you noticed, mm -hmm. and Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler were perfect together for that year. Oh, would you guys say yes. absolutely, absolutely? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they worked very well together, right? Oh man, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You had. You had Jerry Lawler and his perverted puppies and kitties and all that. And Jim Ross say, you know, I don't give a damn about that, you know, and he would just come out and swear all the time. And, and know, then the passion, the passion yes. that he had, like, damn it, that son of a bitch. Damn it. Yeah. And he did that a couple times in the NWA, but they had to kind of tell him, don't, you know, swear too much. Yeah, but by yeah. the WWF, he was allowed to just let it out. Just let and it, it out. Worked. Yep. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Yep. And, and then Michael Cole came along, um, who has done, who, he's grown into his role, but it's more, he it's never, not the he same. Never grew, I, he, Cole never grew on me. Right. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. why. Um, <laughs> but now I can't see anybody else sometimes doing it. It's weird. Like when Jimmy Smith is doing it on Raw, it sounds different, right? I thought Jonathan Coachman was better than Michael Cole. You think I so? actually like Jonathan Coachman yeah. as a yeah. commentator. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, right now we have uh, Byron Sexton, Corey Graves. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Byron Sexton, he's doing a good job. I believe yeah. so. But, you know, I mean, I think the only heel commentator right now is Corey Graves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's I know, as far as right now. And AEW, who do they have? Excalibur? Excalibur. Uh, they have uh, Taz. Uh, well, Shibani. but Taz only, Taz only does like the, oh, uh, the that's right. dark or elevation or one of those. Right. Oh, I, but I thought you were asking about in general. Yeah, yeah. In in general. Okay, yeah. yeah in general, Taz yeah. and uh, Shivani, he still does commentary, right? Yeah. 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 Um, because I see him doing the interviews too, and I like that element. I like that AEW does that. They have him in the ring doing the interviews, you know, the way Gene Okerlund would do, mm -hmm. like on, on Nitro. And uh, um, remember, they had him in the ring or down the aisle or whatever. Uh, but now yeah. WWE's backstage interviewers usually are the females, and they're scripting every bit of it. And my, those my biggest. Those interviews yeah. are not, yeah, I mean, they don't stand out. No, to me, my biggest, you know, they don't stand out. Let me tell you guys my biggest pet peeve about them. They'll stand there, they'll get the remarks from the heel or the baby face, they'll walk off, and then they have to make some face in reaction to what they just heard, and then they mm -hmm. go back to the arena. It always mm -hmm. ends with just a facial reaction, not a, all right, Michael, let's go back to you guys at ringside. Right. No, it, it's, they have to do it the same way each time. Either right. a, hmm, I approve of that kind of face, it's, or it's a, a box that's such a terrible. You, hey, Richard, you remember Kevin Kelly? He used to interview The Rock and The Rock yep. the Rogue yeah. every time. Yep. Dude, that was entertaining, dude. And those guys, like I said, they don't get the credit for it, but they, they were good accents because mm -hmm. they they the, they were the accessory to The Rock's commentary. Like, he would throw barbs at them, throw jabs at them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, and then the, the interaction between them and The Rock made the shit funnier. You know said it made it more. And also Stone Cold, you know? Yeah. When Stone Cold would go on his rants, you know, saying his interaction with Kelvin Kelly and guys like that, you know, they, they, it made it more, it more, more sizzle to it. And Coachman was the butt Coachman. monkey. Do you remember that? He was yeah. kind of the butt monkey of the, yeah, he as they might say on TV tropes or something like that. Yeah. All right, guys, we have uh, just about a minute or so left here. And um, believe.com is where everybody yes. can hear us, right? Yes. 
www.thebigleaf.com. Yes. And they can find us on iHeart, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. And any podcast just platform on the planet Earth. You hear it first and right there. You're going to see a whole and hear a whole lot more about the rest of the answers. Just a little, this is just a little hors d'oeuvre. The, just the entree is in the oven. This is just a little <laughs> hors d'oeuvre. And search for BTP Sports on BLEAV.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And yes. uh, that's going to wrap it up for this hour of The Wrestling Addicts. For Richard Walker and Rafael Guzman, I am Jimmy Anderson, reminding you that the best kind of addicts or the best kind of addictions are safe addictions. So keep clean, stay out of trouble, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.